Welcome. You're listening to Advocacy Conversations with A&J. I'm Alicia. I guide amazing souls to a life where they flourish through soul messages, energy shifts, and spiritual tools. I'm Jess, a 40-year-old queer fat activist with a passion for reading, dance, and making people laugh. Each week, we enjoy open and honest conversations with each other and occasional guests that will inspire our listeners to advocate for themselves, try something new, or get answers to burning questions. A couple of disclaimers before we start the episode. The thoughts and opinions shared on this podcast are that of the individuals participating in the conversations. The views shared are not substitute for professional, medical, or legal advice. Now let's jump into the conversation. Hello, everyone. Hey, I did this like, yeah, new ones. <laughs> anyway, woo! we're almost through January, friends. We're doing it. We're getting there. We are. Slowly, but surely. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some things that are relevant in me and Alicia's life. I'm sure yours, but Alicia, share with them a little bit about how we want them to join the conversation. Yeah, so I created a Google form. The link will be in the show notes. Um, We're discussing how we view our body in our 40s and how that changes. And so there's a couple things I would love to hear from people in their 20s that maybe have a completely different outlook. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'd love to also hear from people who are around our age. You can be in your 30s too. But it just kind of breaks down... um, how you viewed your bodies in different stages of your life. Um, And we'll bring it into a future episode. Uh, You'll be invited on if you would like to be a part of that episode. There's no pressure. Um, But I just think that all of our voices are valid when it comes to body image because we all have body. Um, So yeah, so that's uh, something to look forward to in the future. And who knows, maybe we can have some special guests on that episode. I would love that. It's hard though, because like I was, I was thinking about this before we started recording today. And I, when I turned 30, I started not fully, I feel like there was a light switch where I like stopped caring a little bit about what other people thought. Like, you know, I was kind of like, oh man, you know, uh, I cared a little less. And then I kind of said to myself, I hope when I turn 40 that I stop being a little bit judgmental of myself. Um, That was before obviously a lot of health stuff happened. So there's a weird line that I walk of body acceptance and uh, everyday body like shame from the things that have been ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. through diet culture, the media, unrealistic body expectations of women, that kind of stuff. So what comes up for you when you think of body issues for you right now? I think of, um, you know, I've actually been struggling with it more recently than a long time. A lot mm-hmm. of that has to do with the weight that I gained over covid and the weight that I gained um, with everything going on with my mom. Yeah. Um, because I know what I've eaten, what I haven't eaten. And it doesn't, the math isn't mathing. Um, and so I still go through that of like seeing a commercial of a diet pill and being like, man, like maybe, yeah. 
Yep. Maybe I should just look into that. Like maybe that will fix it, you know? And um, so it's been really hard for me recently because I have felt that pressure of, and it's not even of other people, but it's just like, I just feel so blah. And part of that is my depression and my grief that I'm going through. But um, I mean, I'll completely admit one of the reasons I don't want to socialize is I just feel, I don't feel as attractive in clothing. I feel, I feel my stomach when I don't, I didn't normally feel it, you know, things like that. So I'm really struggling with seeing my body as the powerhouse that it is um, and allowing what needs to be to be um, Mm -hmm. because I'm also mad at the human body for not, for having medical issues. I'm mad at the human body as a whole because um, it took my mom and, you know, I'm holding that resentment in. And so um, for me, I really hope to heal that relationship again. And I do mm-hmm. think that there's going to be like a pendulum swing of anybody with their body image because your body is always changing. And the older you get, there are things that physically change that are out of your control. So it doesn't matter what expensive lotions you do or do not use. It doesn't matter what setups you do. There are things that DNA have a part of, genetics have a part of, like there's so many. Yeah, there's so many things. And so right now I'm, I'm not in a good spot with body image and body issues. Yeah. Well, and I think a thing to realize too, you hit it right on the head is that there's, so many outside factors that are out of your control, mm-hmm. right? Your genetics, your DNA, your environment. Uh, but one of the things that's unique in being in a body that was assigned female at birth is that most of everything that happens to our bodies is because of hormones. Mm-hmm. And we have the most complex hormone situation in our body. Like, um, we are very cyclical creatures, um, and it can be very frustrating, uh, to see those changes happen very quickly, um, Mm -hmm. or over time. And, um, you know, one of the things I would like to say as a preference as an asterisk to this is that, um, I have seen an influx of this, of a lot of people, you know, with, with PCOS, like yourself and myself, with, um, these mentions of insulin resistance and pre-diabetes and all these diabetic drugs that are now being prescribed for obesity and weight loss. And it is like us oversaturation to the point where like the manufacturers of these medicines put all these discount codes on these medicines and now they've pulled them and people are like, what am I supposed to do without this stuff? And so like, mm-hmm. imagine being someone newly in their forties, maybe 45 and going to your doctor and them saying it's all about your hormones and your hormones are making you insulin resistance and this is going to help you and it's going to make you all better and you start to feel better and then the availability of it changes you know what i mean like um and again it's because of outs they're trying to control up a, a body's composition um with science 
but I don't necessarily know that that's what the body needs. Like, and some people need it. Some people are doing the testing. Some people are doing the blood work and they do need it. The Kardashians don't. And they're using it, you know? So I just want to put an asterisk out there for people who this could be a a little bit of a triggering episode to hear that. Um, But the truth is, is your body does change and the hormones do change. And, you know, the gravity takes a little bit of this. And when you can get off the cycle of uh, induced weight loss, Mm -hmm. diet-induced weight loss, or exercise-induced weight loss, or intentional weight loss, you're going to see your body change because your body goes through feast or famine when you're going through those things. And um, if you've got health issues, like Alicia and I had, like the body, or even like you're caring for someone with health issues, the body has intricate responses that it's supposed to because of cortisol levels that are released in your body. Um, and it's just it's just trying to preserve you at the best way possible. Like your body knows everything that it needs. Like. Mm-hmm contrary to popular belief. But when it comes to body issues, I think one of the things for me is seeing an outpouring of people, especially because of how the internet is in TikTok, being like body positivity and body acceptance are two separate things. Because I've seen a lot of people who for many years in my life, especially during my wedding, which was 2019, I was a size 12, probably the smallest I had been for a very long time. And I still thought I was too big. And I now see people that are like, I'm a mid-sized girl and I'm a 12, 14, and they are thinner than I was mm-hmm. in a size 12 body. And they're like, but I'm trying to be body positive. And, you know, like I've, I keep saying, like, even when I look at like Lizzo and I'm wearing Yiddy today and I'm like, her size 20 doesn't look like my size 16. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, so, um, and that's the hardest thing because our mind is is playing tricks because you, what you see for me, Alicia, is not what I see for myself. Yeah. So that's where I think a lot of my body issues are coming from. Like, I don't think I see what everybody else is seeing. Oh, I don't, I think you know? that that is like one of the great philosophy topics of perspective because my perspective of me will never match anybody else's perspective of me and vice versa. And like, you can look at it, for example, um, like my sister and I, we grew up just two years apart in the exact same house with two of the same parents. And um, there's not very many similarities. And there are times where I get frustrated and I'll be like, but we, we had the exact same living experience. We grew up together. Right. And her perspective of her upbringing is so different than my perspective. And I think that's also just a testament of we don't know how people are going to take things. We don't know how people are going to receive things. And so um, the perspective aspect of it is why people just need to be sensitive to listening and mm-hmm. having that conversation because if you get sensitive around certain issues that it's no one's fault yeah. but you have to accept that you are sensitive about that as well as the other person allowing you the peace that you might need during that situation oh yeah perspective is is gnarly 
it's weird how it how it works, right? Um, I think there's also been there's a little bit of a change in Hollywood. I wouldn't say a lot, but I do think that and by Hollywood, I mean like the media and people that we're supposed to emulate, right? Like mm-hmm. what we're seeing in things. And I saw an article the other day that said like the curvaceous body is out and like heroin chic is coming back, obviously mm-hmm. influenced by the Kardashians' weight, rapid weight loss that they've all kind of been experiencing. And um, I can't help but wonder if we – oh, I sounded like Carrie Bradshaw there a little bit. Um. <laughs> how we could take down the capitalistic industry and the diet industry and like the fashion industry of like their unacceptable norms. You know what I mean? Like, cause you see it, you see some brands are like, I have this plus size person and still that person has a flat tummy. They don't have a tummy with rolls. They just have really thick thighs or their body composition mm-hmm. is different. And it's never, you never see that body that looks like you again, because every body is different, but representation matters. Um, Mm -hmm. I see this all the time, right? Like I, obviously I work in theater, right? And I love when people are like, oh, you guys always have such diverse body sizes in your casts. And I was like, when was the last time a plus size woman was cast as the lead? Mm. When was the last time a larger bodied woman was cast as the love interest and not the one who stole the love mm-hmm. of the very attractive person from the thin bitch. Yeah. Like, you know, and um, things don't change unless we change it. And I know like they did a Beauty and the Beast, lot, like someone did Beauty and the Beast and it was a large black plus size woman as Belle mm-hmm. and the Beast was an amputee. So had a prosthetic. Oh. Um, and so again, representation matters, right? And so when you're looking at bodies and you're looking for that to help you with your body issues, um, it's a lot of internal work, but I think it's also being very cognizant and mindful of the things that we're exposed to. Kristen, um, Saucier is the one who told us that when you find things that are showing up in your everyday life, be it on your social media, in the shows that you're watching, it's okay to purge them. Like if you're finding yourself and what you're watching or you're being exposed to is like literally sending you into a hatred mode of your own body, unfollow, delete, block, unsubscribe, mm-hmm. not interested, like because it's so unhealthy, mm-hmm. you know, like so freaking unhealthy, like like the yeah. Taylor Swift thing. Did you see the Taylor Swift thing? Like, you know me, I'm a Swifty, right? Mm-hmm. So she had this new um song out and in the video it it said it she's now since taken it out but basically like one of her biggest fears was being fat and so mm-hmm. there was an image of her stepping on a scale and the scale saying fat it didn't say a weight number it just said fat now that was again her projection of something that was like people were projecting on her and that was an intricate fear that is an intricate fear for a lot of people but basically mm-hmm. like it was saying like the worst thing she could be was fat and so a lot of us fatties were like, hey, girl, you can't do that because like there's – you could be evil. You could be that. But because fat or larger body people or body in general has been vilicized so much, um, you know, like when people are like, oh, you're not fat. You're beautiful. I'm like, bitch, I never said I wasn't pretty. Right. Or you have a beautiful face. Thank you. I know that. I know that I have a beautiful face. I'm, right. You know, or when people are like, I feel fat today. And you're like – 
that isn't a feeling. Right. Also, you're the size of my thigh. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ooh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that looks great. Which is also hard, too, because, like, I know I've been seeing a lot of articles about that Shein, which is, like, fast fashion. It's horrible for the environment. It's horrible for women. All of these things. But it is not fair that that is the place where stylish, cheap fashions are coming from, from someone who is plus size. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I can't get that at Target. Right. The way that a straight size, smaller bodied person can get yeah, something that there's a that. difference. So. Yeah. No, but I think, like, so what can we do? I think you touched on one point, and that is acknowledge who you follow and who's mm-hmm. in your circle. And if something you see makes you feel bad and it's something to do, especially with your body, your mind, your spirit, anything like that, there's nothing wrong with unfollowing. Absolutely nothing. And if anything, I would empower you to not call it that, but to call it creating a boundary. Um, I think so many of us fight with creating boundaries but we don't see that there are boundaries we can create that aren't like don't look at your phone from seven to ten you know or whatever um but i also think that um you just have to be aware of what you want to stand for and your circumstance and understand what that means to you so like for me i may buy some clothes from shein um but it's because I feel good in that clothing because it fits my body how I want clothing to fit my body. Um, and I'm not in a place right now where I can drop $120 at a more expensive line to get things that would also look right. And that's okay. And that doesn't make me the problem. Right. The problem is the industry. Yes. Do I think that we need to change the fast fashion? Absolutely I do. But I also know I need clothes on my body. Otherwise, I'm going to get arrested or be really cold and die of frostbite in Minnesota right now. It's negative 12 degrees. Wind chill. Um, So I think for me, like I'm looking at it as seeing, making the decision of what's right for me. And I don't have to explain that to other people. Um, And I take my power by doing it like that. Yep. Well, and it's so true because, like, I feel like, too, like I said, like, 30s, I stopped caring a little bit about what other people thought. 40s, it was like, I wanted to stop caring about what I thought and, like, being negative for me. And, like, 50s, I was like, maybe that's when I just won't care about anything, you know? Because, like, again, like, when you get to the end of your life – do you think people are going to be like, oh, she, you know, was fat? Like, or, mm-hmm. oh, she didn't color her hair when her grades started coming in. Like, that's not what what people are, are, are remembering you by. Like, people remember how you make them feel, not how you looked. Absolutely. You know? um, but I do think it's really hard because we are in a visual society. We are mm-hmm. in a documentation so- society with with TikTok and Instagram and and the filters and the that, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But um, both of us had some pretty heavy medical stuff that at one point we were both like, I'm just happy my body kept me here. Mm-hmm. 
and I'm, you know, I'm two years out entering a new phase with baby grapefruit that we're going to have to deal with. And I like, I think to myself all the time, like, why do you hate something that fought so hard for you to stay? And it's, and I, as much as it is me, I want to also say that it isn't me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like my, my body issues and, and my, and my views of my body are not of myself. It is of all the influence that I've experienced. Absolutely. And I think too, that um, part of a process when you're having medical problems is to be upset and resentful towards that thing. I remember being very angry at my body that I couldn't even do my job. Because mm-hmm. I had a physical job, I had to do inventory, move things around, and I just couldn't. I was going to pass out if I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mad at that. And I think that you're in a spot to show yourself some grace because it's okay to be mad. Anger is a normal emotion, and we all need to feel it often. Mm-hmm. It's yes. what you do with that emotion that matters and makes it healthy or unhealthy. Um, yeah. But I do think that you know, we lived through the 80s and the 90s and the low-rise jeans and the extra low-rise jeans and the booty shorts and the the this and the that and the midriff. Tops. Yeah, and body wasn't just to get you from point A to point B. Right. Body was um, a fashion statement. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing on MTV, like one of the award shows and Christina Aguilera, it was like, right. It was like after the dirty period or was it dirty? <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Want to get she had dirty. Like, she, right. She had like gained a little weight and by a little weight, yes. I mean, when she was like bent forward a little bit in this one position, you saw a little pooch. And I remember hearing people being like, oh, my God, she's gotten so fat. And, like, realistically, she was probably still a size two. She probably was bloated that day or, like, her skin was just loose that day. You know, like, whatever it might be. But um, but I think that we can't worry about other people either. We can only worry about ourselves. And there's no perfect way of dealing with your body issues because – you can't control so much of it. So figure out what you can control. I can control not keeping up with the Kardashians. Mm -hmm. I can control um, saying not interested every time skinny tea comes up on my, you know, app, you know, stuff like that. Um, And that's how, when I choose to take my power, I use my power. Well, and what a beautiful thing that you're recognizing that you have that power. Mm -hmm. Because I think I struggle with that still. Like I definitely am doing the not interested on TikTok. Like when it comes to bariatric surgery and these weight loss drugs, um, you know. And again, like I said, like some people do need them because they do have these these issues. I also think that doctors are heavily prescribing them because they continue to think that obesity is a quote unquote epidemic or the O yeah. word, I should say. Um, but finding the power in the moments where you can choose to what you're exposed in and just realize too, that bodies are meant to change. Like there's reasons why for history, there was always phases of a body changing. Like we are meant to evolve. We are meant to go through this, these cyclical changes of, of life experience and 
you know, the three phases of a woman is the maid, the mother, and the the crone. And like the mother, again, referencing a previous episode doesn't necessarily have to be that of one who's birthed a child, but this Mm -hmm. moment where you're creating this mothering to those that surround you, whether it be in community or tribe, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and then when you become the crone, you're just the crazy old lady that gives everybody the advice, right? Like, cause right. you've seen all the things, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but it is hard because I also live in an industry or work in an industry where I'm in front of a mirror a lot with other people who are of the age of like below 16. Right. Um, and that's always been a, a interesting place for me to live. Um, but I feel like you, like you said it best when you said like, just give grace because your body is pretty cool. It's going to do things sometimes that we don't want it to and we might get mad at it. Um but it has what it needs to to do what it needs to do for you. And I have learned right now to like buy clothes that feel good. Mm-hmm. Because no one is looking at the inside of my tag to see what size it is. Right. If I wanted to get the 2X, so I got the oversized look. Like no right. one's like, oh, that's a 2X. It's not just the large, you know? Right. So that's where I am at right now. It's hard though. I feel yeah. like there's moments in my 40s where I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm caring less. And then, then I get out of the shower and I'm like, oh, don't look. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But I think that that is also just a part of life because we all have good days. We all have bad days. And you'll go through a cycle of having a really great week. And then all of a sudden you like run into a wall, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because again, all areas of life are cyclical. It's not going to just go in one direction. And that's kind of what sucks about life too. But it's exciting because it means that there is an end to that moment of darkness. Yes. And it's something to remember as well. And the more I think that we control what we see and hear, we can change that too. Mm-hmm. You can also advocate for yourself. I'm just going to plug my advocacy when it comes to body issues. Um, when you're at the doctor um, and they're saying, oh, it's it, you're 40 and this happens when you're 40. And you're going to be like, okay, what kind of tests can you do that prove that? Hmm. Um, you know, you're under stress. Their stress hormones are harder when you're in your 40s or your 50s or whatever age it is. Um oh, you're going through puberty, you know, like all of these excuses that they give to you um, in response to your body. There are diagnostic tests as always. My my disclaimer, I'm not giving you medical advice, but if they're going to refuse to do tests because you're feeling something and they're going to generalize things, go ahead and ask them to put that they're refusing to explore what you came to see them in yeah. about your body um, because you know your body best. Yeah. So, and it's also a that. good reminder to that you shared with us in season one that unless something specifically needs to know your weight, like when you're having surgery and they're using yep. um, anesthesia, you can refuse to be weighed in. Oh, yes, you can. There's there's nothing that they need your weight for. And weight scales are so miscalculated and they can affect the way insurance uh, allows you to have certain things because of your weight. Um, and that's ridiculous. I will tell you this. Side note real quick. We've got four minutes before the episode's over. I had to have an MRI. They tried to put me in a mobile unit and they're like, oh, well, it's a weight limit thing and you're under 350 pounds. Trigger warning. I did mention a weight number. Um And I said, yeah, but that, like, my body is not going to fit in there. 
like right. the way my body is. So I'm glad that thanks for thinking I'm skinny <laughs> because I'm under this weight limit that you think. But like I, the guy was like, this isn't going to work for her. It's not like the, 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 so when you go into MRI, they put like a cage over you and that's actually like the camera. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I just, I just love the medical professionals. <sighs> They're great. <laughs> yeah. We need to overhaul it. Oh my God. We totally, that's like, that's a whole month. We should probably just have a whole month where we talk about that. Right. But everybody just remember that your body is a really cool, um, machine and that body issues are normal that you think about them and uh we want to hear from you so if you can when you listen to this episode and you can think of it go into the show notes um and fill that form out and if you're ever interested in coming on and maybe talking through some of those things no matter what your age is because we're living right now in our 40s but if there's people in 30s or 20s or 50s or 60s that want to join in on the conversation we'd love that absolutely Wonderful. Thank you so much. We'll see ya. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week. We are so thankful to our listeners for taking time out of their day to listen to our podcast. You are all so appreciated. Our podcast is self-produced and edited. With your support and help, we would love to reach more people. So don't forget to review our podcast on any of the streaming services you're listening to us on. Apple Podcasts, Podcruncher, Spotify, etc. And share with your friends. We invite you to share the conversation with us. You can email us at conversationswithanj at gmail.com. Find us on socials at conversationswithanj on Instagram and Facebook. Remember, every good conversation comes from good listening.